Hello and welcome to We're Watching What? I'm your host Dana, or the DHK as I'm known, and we watched two things this week, starting with the new Edgar Wright film, Last Night in Soho. Major, major, major spoiler alert from that one. Literally from the get-go we get into spoilers, so if you plan on seeing it and don't want it spoiled, you'll probably want to skip ahead or come back to this episode later. If you've already seen it and know what happens, feel free to listen with ease. And if you don't plan on seeing it at all and don't care about spoilers, I guess go ahead and listen to this episode, but we get right into it, so just a major warning on that one. And then the other film we watched is called Lamb. It's a new film from A24. It's an Icelandic set story. We also go into major spoilers for that one too, so you have been warned. And then be sure to stay tuned after the main discussion as there are a couple of follow-up points. And without further ado, here's We're Watching What? We watched Last Night in Soho. It's, it's a weird one for me because I love Edgar Wright, but this is certainly on the scarier side, but not that scary. What did you two, how did you two feel about it? I was surprised that there it seemed to be more horror elements incorporated than I expected, even from the trailer. Mm-hmm. Very surprised by that. Pleasantly surprised, because you know I, I love horror. I think it's no secret. I really loved the movie. I had a really good time. I thought it was entirely predictable, but I really, really loved it. It's weird, because it's one of those things where I don't know why I liked it so much, but I just had a good time. So I had a good time. I'm happy for you, too, that you had a <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in fairness, like, I went in with eyes open that knowing that it would have spooky, not sure what they would be elements, but just that there would be thriller intense type things happening and that it's inherently already going to be less my cup of tea than some of his other stuff. But I just, that stuff aside, I did not connect with it. I, yeah, I don't know. I was just, this is just exploiting. She's just living like she has to live with this other person's sexual trauma over and over and over again. What is, what did this poor girl do to deserve this? Spoilers. (laughs) (laughs) I like, yeah. And what I really liked about. I mean, I feel that's fair. With that. It's not that she deserved it so much as like. No, no. I like, it's like, I, but I like, have you guys seen the movie Beautiful? With Javier Bardem. Indie film. Love that movie. But. It's not really of much consequence to the story, but he is a person who happens to be able to see dead people. Okay. And so throughout the movie and things are happening, it's a total drama. It's great. He just also sees dead people and it does come into play at some point, but I like that it's kind of secondary. And so Mm -hmm. the story is not about this girl here. This was more in your face than that one is, but it's not about this girl learning that she has this ability and trying to cope with the ability. We meet her having had this ability and all that. And I kind of like that about it. And then it just dives into a story that happens to be about this, this uh, girl who has that ability, you know, and because of the ability, it's derailing her life in ways that aren't really fair, but I liked that element to it a lot. So I liked that it kind of just dropped us in there, you know, threw us in and just kind of, okay, here we go. And it was a lot more sensical than I thought it was going to be. I had a fear. I had a worry going in that it was going to be something really off the wall. I know it, it was off the wall and weird, but yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I just felt like it was so. I don't know. Maybe this is getting too nitpick, nitpicky about it, but yes. So we establish early on that she can see at least her mother, the ghost, and that you know presumably she can see other ghosts. But then why is are the only ghosts she's seeing connected to? the place she's living and the, you know, the story that gets embroiled there and all that stuff. Like, I I just didn't feel like we got any supernatural stuff outside of that one storyline. But if we've already established that she is capable of this, 
you know, why isn't she seeing random ghosts in the streets of London? I'm sure go- London is full of ghosts. Like if, if we are <laughs> positing that, you know, ghosts exist, London has to be full of them. And does it imply that, you know, it would have made more sense if she had a, a stronger connection to the flat and to the, you know, Diana Riggs character and all that stuff. Cause then it's like, maybe you see them connected to you. But the fact that she only sees ones related to somebody who she has no other connection aside from like cohabitating with was odd to me. Yeah. I, I took it more as she, very well could have been seeing ghosts throughout the entire movie. We just don't know because she sees them. They're just around. It doesn't mm. mean that they're like haunting and following her around all the time. But also beyond that, her mom obviously has a, is connected to her. So her mom's there. That makes sense. But then, and connected obviously to the place and things like that as well. But then I, I kind of took it more as I guess she rented this room that happens to be tied to a really, really extreme amount of death, murder, sure. drama yeah. going on. And so, and the fact that those bodies were buried under the floorboards is just kind of like, it kind of started going into a classic haunting type story. And so it's like, she just, because she has this ability is the wrong candidate to be living in that room. And so it kind of, that's why it's happening to her. But I could totally see that it's like, oh, I want more of a reason to connect more and care more about the past. I guess it it felt too convenient, right? That it's just like, she happens to pick the one flat that blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, okay, okay, you know. Yeah, and most most books or, you know, whatever movies that I've seen where characters have that ability, they do always, or at least generally have a couple of scenes where it's like, this is so inconvenient because, Mm -hmm. you know, other, you know, ghosts exist in the world that have nothing to do with our plot and fuck up your day because they need things from you or whatever. So I get that, but I... I guess I didn't really miss it, but I, I do feel like that's a fair criticism. The powers weren't set up right. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. And we're back. Yeah, and I guess for me, the story at the center of it felt, I don't know if indelicately told. It just felt so simplified in terms of the exchange of power and money and, and you know, there's a whole implication with sex work and all this stuff. Like, it just felt... Dumbed down? Not dumbed down. I, I'm trying to find the right ways to describe it, but it just, it was not as uh, complex an exploration as I was hoping for, if that's the direction they were going to go in. Yeah, that's that's an interesting criticism because I, I could totally see that. And it's, it's almost like I had the opposite effect because I was really worried it was going to try to do too much and be just too weird and mm-hmm. then not make sense to me. And I end up frustrated because I'm like, oh, you're just trying to be too artsy fartsy. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. It's, it's just crazy for no reason. And so I think I was really pleasantly surprised that it was not that I needed the level of spoon feeding it sometimes provided. I, I I was pleasantly surprised that it ended up not doing more than I thought it should. But yeah, I don't know. I really just enjoyed it. I thought, and I of course, camera work. That scene when they were dancing. Remember when that when she first? Oh yeah, I mean the camera the camera Anya. work. Yeah, like. I yeah. loved though. It was like one shot and when it kept changing from the character to the other character throughout mm-hmm. the dance scene, but it was just this one shot. I just thought it was so beautiful. I was like, oh, I love that. I was really just in the world, you know, like it just got me. Yeah, I I sensed that he got bogged down in the style over the substance in a lot of parts of it. Because like he's a great filmmaker. I Again, I really, so this is my question to the two of you. Did you go in with high expectations, low expectations, no expectations? Because this, I think, will feed into our conversation about Lamb because, you know, expectations will play into that. But did you have anything imposed upon this when you went into it? I had no expectations for this movie. I was mm. like vaguely like, I think Anna Joy is hot. It looks kind of interesting and that's about it yeah i i didn't have huge expectations as much as i had hopes Mm -hmm. (laughs) i guess that it would be 
that I would really like it. Which, you know, we yeah. talked about we always want to like everything we go into, but I had high hopes that I would like it, and I was hearing that it was performing. People were really liking it. I was getting reviewed well. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, okay, I'm excited. And I was, you know, I went to the New Beverly a couple times for Halloween season, you know, the Tarantino and showing different old movies and stuff. And they were, they did a special the two days before it came out last night in Soho thing there. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so not that Tarantino is my end all be all of quality of film, but I was like, oh, Tarantino loved this. It's very, I was like, this must be really nuanced. This must be something like, you know, I was very just, yeah, I was interested. And I, I but I didn't think I wasn't going to come out crushed if I didn't like it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. No, no, and nor was I. But I, I think part of it for me was, you know, setting up this expectation of being an Edgar Wright fan, but it getting delayed for a long time and just being like, oh, he clearly has been talking about this film with such love. I, you know, hope I like it as much as he <laughs> liked making it. And then I think I felt like I was, I don't, tr- like, tricked is not the right word, but he also seemed equally amped. And I guess, you know, if you're a filmmaker, you have to be, amped. you want the filmmaker to be amped on anything they do, right? Because that's actually a bad movie is somebody doesn't care about it, who's making it. But uh, did either of you see the Sparks Brothers? It's a yes. totally different, yeah. No, I did. I did. Yes. That yeah, was like Because that's, that's ago, his documentary. No, no, that was earlier this year. Was it earlier um, this year? Jeez, I did see that though. Yeah. I know. It feels like an eternity ago. It literally, wow. today as we are recording this, came out on Netflix. So if you haven't seen it, but but it's a you know totally different genre. It's a music documentary. Mm-hmm. It's about an obscure band. And he was clearly so hyped on that. And I saw that and I, I loved it. I was like, this is great. I love this. I'm so glad that you know you got to make this passion thing and that I was so entertained by it. Holy shit. Great. And so- Seeing his same level of enthusiasm for Last Night in Soho made me feel like, oh, okay, I will hopefully like this as much as I like the Sparks Brothers. That was not the case. <laughs> I didn't hate it, but I just was not, I didn't enjoy watching it. Like I did, I, w- I wanted it to be over. <laughs> yeah. Just not a fun way to experience a film. No, it's not. Because I was the opposite where like I didn't want it to end. And I told my friend, we come out, and I was like, I would sit there and watch that again right now. And that's mm-hmm. usually my, how my barometer goes off. And I'm like, oh, I really, really love this. Did either of you not catch on to the the, the people reveals anyway earlier be, or before they happened, like in the film with the no, cop? And I thought it was all pretty predictable. Yeah, but I did too. I was still having a good time. I don't know, um, but yeah, I yeah. wasn't mad about that. But I but I was very aware that I knew really early, like earlier than I wished. I didn't get the cop thing, and it didn't feel that much of it. Like I I just figured he was not Matt Smith. You know, yeah. that was my only thing. But I knew as soon as she got to the house, I was like, okay, on your Taylor Joyce, was, Diana Rigg, like easy peasy. Yeah, well, you're exactly. But it, but it was for the cop thing. I think the only reason I knew it wasn't Matt Smith, but the second she met, she's meeting all the guys. It's showing the montage of that kind of. And the second she's meeting a guy who's kind of halfway attractive and kind of telling her she shouldn't be doing this. I was like, oh, that's him. Oh. <laughs> so he's going to be the one that, because he's nice. See me. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And I was like, oh, okay. Um, and so that was not surprising to me at all. But then, yeah, the, I, I wish that the reveal of, because I really, as a fan of this type of genre, I really, really, really did also appreciate the kind of flipping, flipping the the typical story a little bit on its head with instead of it being, oh, she was getting raped over and over and in the, in the room and these guys are now dead because they'd be older or whatever and, and they're haunting and it's or whatever. And she got murdered. And it's all this stuff. And and, it's, and she's like, because I kind of thought it was going to be like a little bit what lies beneath where she's guiding her to try to, guiding our character to try to solve the murder for her. Yeah, yeah. And get like justice and all that but stuff. I, yeah. But I liked flipping it on its head a little bit. And it was like she was 
fed up and pissed off and it wasn't getting what she wanted so she just started murdering <laughs> and then she See, just like what? lived a full life as a murderess and I just love it yeah I mean that part I enjoyed but yeah. I was just like yeah I, no that tracks like it's I, I, of course she murdered all these people like I don't feel yeah, bad I was like, I was like yeah about this I only feel bad that this poor girl who had nothing to do with any of this is being haunted by this trauma yeah. you know and you know that type of twist is not necessarily a movie make you know I, I just felt like a, a oh, yeah. quick switch and he's like okay great this is this is this is the twist you know no but i mean if i'm talking if uh, you know i just have to talk about all the things that i like about it to make something that i love so it's like it's not that oh that makes it amazing but i but i really appreciated that and then i like that by the end i like that she even though even though the old woman was literally trying to kill her and nearly did kill her baby boyfriend at the time (laughs) it was like by the end of it though they were they were like friends like I, I really liked that I liked when she appeared in the mirror later on I was just kind of because she got she understood you know and I I just thought it was interesting and then uh you know seeing her there in the mirror and I'm also a big sucker for the 60s which it's it's just if I could be a more modern day era that I could just jump into and kind of just explore around for a little bit just because of the style and the music and the, everything is the 60s I love it uh, but so. I feel like that was what Edgar Wright like felt yeah. in the movie he was just like uh, the plot plot fine we'll have a plot it'll make it will make sense yeah but but style 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 like jam all the style we can in. yeah well i quite liked once upon a time in hollywood and it was similar oh. because it but oh. I, know, I know but it's similar because it was the 60s it was like late 60s early 70s is my time oh i hated that movie so much. I, I hated that movie just... so much more than i <laughs> meandered through last night in soho <laughs> at least at least this one didn't have an intermission yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I I did. I recommended it to people right after I got out. So that answers Jackie, that did question. You? I haven't recommended it to anyone, but I would. I I had a good time. All right. Yeah. I texted Jackie's sister, my sister, and my cousin. I said, "You guys need to go see Last Night in Soho." I just I feel like the downer here, but I'm like, nobody go see this movie. No, no it's not that I don't want people to see the movie, yeah. but I just you know. I just felt like I got overhyped, but maybe I'm just missing something from it. No, I'm not. It's fine. It's just not, not every movie is for every person. Yeah. I did realize one of the things that I personally felt was missing, and this, again, has to do with my expectations of an Edgar Wright project, is that there was no humor in it at all. And not right. like chuckle, haha, you know, yuck, yuck humor, but it was so self-serious i did laugh at the, at the at the woman though like when she would just when she would they'd be talking the old lady and she the diana rig and she'd be like talking about whatever with the girl and the girl would ask a question about murder or this and that whatever and she would just give this like really cynical answer and just walk away and every conversation would just and my whole theater busted up laughing every time i don't know if it was intentional but it was just funny it was just interesting like, but other than that i agree with you there's no like humor written in it was just yeah I did not have that same viewing experience. Maybe that would have helped yeah. it, but I guess I was looking at his like other films, and I was like, "Oh yeah, there's always yeah. just like a little bit of something, if not outright." They're either know. like full comedy or they are somewhat quirky, right? Yeah, or you know, <laughs> so, he yeah. he wrote the you know Ant Man script, which was one of my favorite Marvel films. So it's like, right. yes, of course I gravitate towards. So uh, you know, it's just a different chapter in his uh, filmography that I am. Yeah, I am not, but I'm gl- I'm glad that you two. <laughs> well, and on that note, though, I mean. You're talking, I don't know, I won't speak for Jackie, but for me, like, I'm not, I don't have any problem with Edgar Wright, but I'm not, like, a fan of Edgar Wright. You know, it doesn't, there's no, I don't go, it's not a draw for me where, oh, I have to go. Like, if this was a sports movie mm-hmm. and, it, and everything, Edgar Wright would not be the one to get me to go see it. If it was Darren Aronofsky, I would have been there to watch it, even mm-hmm. though it's a sports movie, right? So there's also that, where yeah. this is a director that 
you really quite like it sounds like right so going yeah, in and yeah. he's getting he's getting you to go cross genres here because you don't you yes yeah that's horror, absolutely true saying. i don't do i don't do scary and so it's a different <laughs> totally different experience you know whereas i was like oh he's coming into my genre and i don't avoid his movies but i you know i was like okay well, i'm gonna seek this one out and <laughs> so yeah you know there's that true. yeah i don't i'm not a huge i like several edgar wright movies i just don't like watch movies for him that's fair. I, I I think only in the last few years have I actually been like, uh, yes, in part because, you know, it really, I feel like he came onto the scene for me in Shaun of the Dead, which is not a Dana-friendly movie. It, you know, it is and it isn't because it is more comedy. So I did eventually see it. But when Shaun of the Dead came out, that was another one that had like huge expectations on it. I was like, I don't want to see this. It looks scary a little bit. <laughs> so I didn't see it for a really long time and then sort of came uh, to his work and then like made my way to Shaun of the Dead. Interesting. And then we've since found out, I mean, you, that Dana can do zombie movies. <laughs> yes, certain, <laughs> so certain, certain zombie but, movies. Yeah. yeah. But, but, but that would, it would be a genre of horror, I feel like, that I feel like you've probably seen more of those than most. Yeah, sure. yeah, that's true. Or, did, but, I tell you know. you, did I tell you I started watching, I've watched, I've been on a big Korean movie and TV uh-huh. kick the last few weeks, and so I watched Train to Busan finally. Yeah, you mentioned that because, last week. Yeah, because of Don Lee and Eternals yeah. and then um, the, the guy from Squid Game. But yeah, I was like, okay, I think I have to finally watch Changes out. I was like, oh, okay, I get, I, yeah, this is, this is a little scary, but I can do this one. And this, this was a little scarier, I think, in part because of the nature of what these men had been doing. You know, I was like, I don't want faceless, scary, like, you know, assailants yeah. wandering around well, libraries, etc. Well, and that, and yeah, I agreed with that. That's why I didn't expect, I was glad that I didn't see them in the trailer because I didn't expect that. Yeah. Was yeah. Such a ghost element. And I, I thought they were unsettling and I, I thought that they a lot of times when you show a, a ghost in a physical form in a horror film, yeah. I feel like it ends up looking silly sometimes mm-hmm. unless, you know, unless you're just Sixth Sense where you're just it's a real person and you have no idea. Right, but, right. but when it's like you're trying to make them look scary and I thought these were really cool. Like I, I thought that they looked really I thought they didn't look hokey to me. Yeah, they reminded me of a Doctor Who alien villain type thing and I can't remember exactly what it was or if I'm just sort of like mashing together a bunch of sci-fi you know that kind of like Matt Smith you know yeah (laughs) Matt Smith his lack of eyebrows you know all the where are they we don't know nobody knows they're stuck in the 60s yeah so they they were definitely unsettling but I was also like because that's my least favorite part of this stuff I was like no I don't like (laughs) so too much and not to tie it to a movie that you both can't stand but it also was kind of calling to me a little bit with what they did with Anya's character magic in New Mutants with the faceless thing how they were like she was mm-hmm. raped as a little girl and she erased their faces and now yeah, 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 yeah. these smiling things and I thought it kind of did that but in a, a more kind of elevated way where they yeah, actually yes did, you know yeah but it's still it's still the same sort of trope you know yeah that, no it is yeah I but it, it's effective well. yeah yeah all right well any other thoughts on last night in Soho I think if you like horror check it out yeah I, I think say. it's yeah, I had a good time. Yeah. It's predictable, though, so, you know. And we've also spoiled all of it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that you know. We've, we've done a major spoiler, but... <laughs> oh, spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but if you are someone... I don't know. I, I find that if it is something scary and I don't want... I want to watch it somehow, I, like, will Google it, you know, so I know what the twist is so I don't freak myself out. So, you know, if you're that person and you've listened this far... <laughs> <laughs> I, I know people like that who like horror okay but they but they do need to know what's going to be okay and what's not because yeah. otherwise the anxiety of like the suspense gets too much for them and then that's fair yeah 
But the other film we watched is Lamb. Lamb? Lamb. <laughs> Lamb. Lamb. <laughs> Which, speaking of expectations and horror and all that stuff, I thought, I guess I just now go, if it's an A24 film, it's going to be scary. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have some that are obviously not, you know, they like bill them as not, there's a, you know, The Farewell, for example, or Red Rocket, which is coming out. It's like clearly not a horror movie, but they, because they've so cemented this expectation of horror and, and supernatural and all these things, I saw the trailer and I was like, I don't think I'm going to be able to handle this movie. And then by the end of the movie, I was like, that's fine. What happened? That's it? Yeah. 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 But you two saw it way before I did. What did you, uh, what did you think? I went in with very similar well, somewhat similar expectations as I did with Nasa and Soho, where I was hopeful and just the fact that it's A24 for the reasons you stated. They they are really, really masterful at modern horror, I feel, a lot of the time. It and it, you know, it certainly presents itself as that in the trailer. And, you know, went in not really confident it was gonna be amazing, but really hopeful that it would be. And I just mm-hmm. I don't know. We've been kind of bewildered about it since. I just don't really <laughs> I don't really know what it had why it just came out of it like, but why? Like, what were you saying? Yeah, you, I don't, I, yeah. yeah was it was it? just, I was looking forward to it because even though the trailer was very bizarre, it was uncomfortable and I was like, okay, they're making something interesting. Let's see what this is about. And then I watched it and it wasn't interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like you it watched just, it and kind of felt like you didn't, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, I just don't understand why anyone made this movie or watched it. It was just like yeah. a weird slice of life. And then they didn't. And the thing that was interesting about the story, they made uninteresting. So by not delving into it, like the mythos of the well, place or the dude mm-hmm. or the, you know, whatever, like they just yeah, decided that- to gloss that over. And OK, I mean, whatever, dude, if you if you want to have a kid that's half sheep, I'm I'm not going to I don't. I don't, I don't judge. Man. We don't judge yeah, here. Like, yeah, like live your don't. truth. You know, you are, found family. Be who yeah. you are, and like, if it makes you happy, then cool. And just like she said to her brother, or whatever, and she was like, "This is happiness, whatever." All right, you know, if that is happiness for you, then I'm down. But then, yeah. See, I wasn't. I'm not down with them doing it only because the only character I cared at all about was that mother sheep who she. Oh, killed that's that. true. That okay. was really sad. And I was so upset about that because it was just so sad that the thing was crying out for its baby all the time. And this bitch is like, it's my baby. Yeah. No, did you just, did you just birth this, this poor thing? I hated it. I was so mad at that. It made me just dislike the characters, especially mom, you know, knew character so much. My, my thoughts on it. I was like the two best actors in this film are mama sheep and the dog. Yeah. The dog. <laughs> and it's not to say, it's not to say that the human actors were bad, but I was like these, I was trying to figure out, I spent most of the movie trying to figure out what is a practical sheep? What is a CG sheep? You know, what is, is this dog CG? Like I spent, and that's not a great sign. Because well, they also I'm never named that. their dog. So they're clearly terrible people. No, I feel like they named, didn't they say no. they has a name? I think he says dog. And then I think cat was cat. Unless cat had a name. I, I feel like he that. says dog, but then later they like explain that it has it. I don't know. I might yeah, be. I couldn't remember. But the other, like to kind of go off what Jackie was saying there too, obviously, spoiler alert, as we know, but. With that ending, <laughs> and it being this just mountain person who's a big sheep head, ram head guy or whatever, and he's the one who was breathing at the beginning, and he's the one who killed the dog, whatever, and he clearly had sex with the sheep who gave birth to this lamb. Yeah. It just was an ending that made me ask more questions than it, anything, than it answered. Because now I get where, she, where the kid came from. Okay, but where did you come from, sir? Okay, so here is my question, and I think this 
this also has to do with the viewing experience, much like you're, you know, with in a theater with Diana, people laughing at Diana Riggs lines and that stuff. So I watched it at home because it finally came out on, you know, demand rental, etc. So I just watched it with me. And, and, you know, sometimes your mind wanders when you're watching stuff on a laptop. And so I didn't get that it was the sheep ram man necessarily who was in the barn in the beginning. I just thought something like spooky supernatural had happened. And then <laughs> drawing maybe a gross conclusion because I was trying to impose some sort of scariness on this movie. You know, I was like, what's the twit? What's going to happen? You know, this has been super hyped up. I thought maybe the husband had yeah. impregnated one yeah, of the no, sheep and that's why she was like super angry. That's what I thought in the trailer. I thought that it was okay. going to be yeah. some, because his people do that, which is horrifying. Right. So I thought there was going to be some sort of like, they have this baby and then suddenly something's going to happen and they need to like get medical care or whatever. And there's going to be some way where they are going to learn this thing is, is half his in real, like his DNA oh. is in that thing. And it was going to be a big problem. <laughs> like it was, I thought, it, I thought like, it was going to be like a sacrifice thing, right? Where it's yeah. like, oh, you have to sacrifice this back to the, you know, Icelandic gods sure, or whatever. Maybe, yeah. you know, the, the spirits of the land or I something. I thought that, that, his, that their marriage and their life was going to was gonna like implode yeah i definitely i because you're gonna this. learn that he's been fucking the harm the farm animal <laughs> and i thought there was something to do with that even from the trailer and then i was like but i'm sure there'll be more to it and it turned out there was less to it and there was I, way less to it there was nothing to it there was heavy breathing at the beginning and with that whole setup with the ominous the storm whatever and so that breathing and something you know walking in when the one and it was christmas and then suddenly it was like, you know, yeah yeah, yeah. i mean things coming in here and it could have been the husband but something is coming in here right so then by the end when i saw that thing i was like oh so that's it's him but who the hell is he i guess to me the the breadcrumb trail between that scene and then just basically the dog getting shot and then the reveal, I was like, where did this come from? Like, where is Ram Man? As you said, like, who are you, sir? Like, what do you, what are you doing yeah. here? And it was so abrupt. And I guess not every film needs like a super deep explanation of the lore. And of course, this myth is the thing that tells us why. But I was just like, where the fuck is going on here? Yeah, well, I, think, and- I think we deserve to come out of it with, with less questions than we went in with, though. And I yeah. don't think I did. Well, I definitely didn't. I just... Yeah, I don't have anything more to say than I don't understand why. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean. Just I, don't. I don't have more. Because it's just like I don't I don't understand why Nui made this movie. I don't understand. I don't know. All expense paid trip to Iceland. It's a beautiful country. Yeah. It looked pretty. I was like, yeah. you know, an easy enough shoot probably because it was all on location and it was all, you know, very much. My top questions about the film are, one, who is Ram Man? And two, which is the CG sheep and which is not? It's yeah. <laughs> just, just like, yeah, you know, it's not, a, yeah. it's not a... I was excited when Brother showed up because I thought something interesting was finally happening, you know? Yeah. And, and then it wasn't really. Yeah, you were yeah. wrong. We were both wrong. We were, we were all wrong. It, it's funny when you two told me, like, you know, you can handle the film. I was like... Are they trying to trick me into <laughs> watching a scary? Movie? Nope. nope, wasn't scary at all. There was no. Nope, you were scary. not. You were not. You were. You were right. I could. I absolutely handled the movie, but I was just like, why? Yeah. And I don't know if that's a better or worse experience than going into something that you really want to like and being like, eh, as opposed to something like you didn't necessarily want to watch, but then it disappoints you even more because you're like, I, yeah. I, you know, I put my fears aside to watch this garbage. Yeah, because you put yourself. You're like, I, I got myself in a headspace. To really go through something, and yes, it was like broad daylight, noontime, like lights, yeah. curtains open, the best viewing. Well, situation. And the thing is, if you really, really want to see something, even if it ends up being terrible, yes, I'm mad, but 
you needed to see it to to satiate the appetite, right? But yeah. when you when it's something that's not normally on your radar that you're like, oh, okay, I'll do this for whatever reasons, and then it's bad, then you've just really wasted your time, and you're yeah. like, I just I want it back, you know? Yeah, but by the same token, you two were interested and willing to go see it, and mm-hmm. had a similar reaction. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like we all lose. Yeah, we there's no winners loses. here. And with Lamb, everyone loses. I mean, I Jackie was there, and we both together aggressively talked my sister out of watching it over the weekend. Yeah. So, like, so it's like, I, I mean, really I don't. And she's like, oh, that sounds like fun. It. And I was like, no, no it's not fun, no, boring. It's, yeah. It's, it's like, she's actually afraid boring, of sheep. Like, she doesn't boring. like them. Well, then it might be I'm, the scariest movie in the world to her because right, Naked the, Ram Man will terrify Jamie for sure. <laughs> yeah, I think that, I don't know. How, I, mean, I don't know if that would bother her as much. She doesn't like the, mostly the ones that have the black fur faces with the big white poof. And she doesn't yeah. like when they're going, meh, meh. Like, well, she doesn't so like Mama that. Mama Lamb is going to be her worst nightmare. Then. Yeah, Mama Lamb might, might, but I think she's going to, I think my sister's such an animal person at the end of the day that she's going to feel so bad for the mom that it's going to actually really bother her. Because <laughs> I was bothered. Like, I cried about the mom, and I was just, but I'm like, I don't think, I don't know that the viewer is supposed to be that connected as much no, as I, I was to the mom. No, I don't think the film earned that so moment. I think it was just me it was being just like, uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't say that in a judgmental way. Like, we all have no. those moments oh, when, yeah. Yeah, you're like, I know no. this film isn't earning this, but I am crying right now. Damn because it. Because <laughs> I was just like how I was so bothered by by that and her just going out there. And she, I'm like, bitch, that is her baby. Yeah. You're keeping from her. Ugh. But again, great performance by the, you know, by the real sheep. sheep or CG sheep. sheep. I, I truly, that is the one question yeah. I have about this. Yeah, she was great. Yeah. I appreciated her. Dog was great. Cat was great. I thought Cat was a highlight. I hope Cat would be in, in it more. But oh, see, I really thought Dog was the because Dog had to like Cat just was a cat. Dog had to actually like take cues oh, yeah. and do stuff. I was like, Dog is yeah. <laughs> I just appreciated the random like shot of like there were just few things, and all of a sudden the cat's just sitting in the field in the shot and it's just looking around. And it's like, why? What is? <laughs> yeah, it, it's like they just shot the the movie was mostly B roll. I feel. And it was yeah, just like yeah. they just shot so much random B-roll and just threw it in everywhere. I thought the cat every, was going to be important, but of course nothing was every, important. Well, every creepy shot of a sheep <laughs> with glowing eyes or anything that was all in the opening sequence when nothing was, when it was just yeah, like, oh, it's the, a storm outside. Like nothing was weird. Again, to talk about expectations, that trailer did not do them any favors. Because it, it, I think, way overhyped the the genre-ness of this. And watching it, I was like, because that's why I was so scared. I was like, I don't think I can handle this. This looks like a spooky trailer. Well, it probably helped them do a little better in the box office. Yeah, but... I was going to say that they tricked us. They tricked all of us. Yeah, yeah exactly. I was like, I feel duped. Yeah, that, yeah that is, that is truly. We were duped. We were. We were. No, you're right to feel that way. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> the correct there... response. It's like, is there a sheep, like, saying a saying that revolves around sheep that we <laughs> I don't think there is because nobody cares that much about. It. We are sheeple. We, that's true. That's they got the sheeple, and that was us. And we are we are sheeple. A twenty four got us. We are a twenty four sheeple. That's actually yeah. very. That's factual, and I yes. I still own that. I will. I will own that. But they've got to do a few more terrible ones to really lose me. But we're well, not going to lose me. But you know. Yeah, they've actually got some not some great ones. No, there there are plenty that I haven't loved, but I they I think they're more kind of outshined by the ones that I've like really loved. And I just love that they they greenlight original scripts, which so many studios are afraid to do these days. Or they just acquire stuff. They're just like, yeah. sure, we'll we'll put it out. But we'll they slap take that A twenty four title on it. Yeah, they take chances on uh, people that are trying to make original stories. Yeah, but again, I think this this is they are hitting a tipping point, and this is why I do think these are two good films to pair together. In that, 
I we all went to see this and wanted to see this because it had A24 labeled on it, right? And at a certain point, you start to dilute your brand. You know, I don't think Edgar Wright like diluted anything by putting out this film uh, last night in Soho, but it was definitely like an Edgar Wright for a lot of people, like myself. Uh, <laughs> you know, that was that was the drawing point to it. And so for me with A24, I'm just like, oh, at what point? does that no longer mark like a seal of approval, you know, or like a seal right. of quality? Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know what the point is or what, what that tipping point is either, but I, I've thought about a similar thing. Cause yeah, it's like, it was kind of, I do you remember like when Netflix first started? Oh, we talked about this in original length. series. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, and I felt like there was a certain kind of HBO-ness about it at first where it was like, mm-hmm. Oh, even if I, like, I, w- I couldn't get super into House of Cards, sue me. But I thought it was, I'm sure, I mean, I believe that it's great. And it was, you know, all this, I, and I like Orange is the New Black, things like that. But it felt like it was, uh, okay, they're releasing really good, thoughtful things. And then mm-hmm. suddenly, I remember this one movie. I remember, I forget what it was, but I saw this trailer for a movie, and it was a Netflix original. And I was like, that looks like the worst thing I've ever seen. I never watched it. But I remember <laughs> texting a friend and being like, what are they thinking? And she goes, she goes, well, yeah, I don't know why you think Netflix only does good stuff. And I was like, well, I don't know, I guess. I'd only ever seen the things that were more worthy, I guess. But now, of course, it's so tarnished where if it's a Netflix original, I'm like, well. I know. Well, I mean, speaking of, this is a this is a preview for future weeks, but I'm supposed to watch Red Notice this week, which, you know, has Mm -hmm. three of my favorite people in it. Mm -hmm. And I just I know in the pit of my stuff, I hope I again, we, we all go into all of these films hoping that they will be good. But I just almost fear watching it because I know I, I, I have the track record has been abysmal this last year. Like I don't think there's been a single Netflix original film that I've gone. This was watchable (laughs) or I enjoyed this and I'm going to exclude documentaries. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and only apply this to like fictional films and and, again, films, not series because they've had some great series, but yeah, you know, the last, and, and this isn't even the best example, but I think the last Netflix original film that I remember being like, oh, I enjoyed that was probably Enola Holmes last year. Oh, I didn't even think yeah. about that. I, I, I still remember. Uh, like that's that. more recent than one I could remember. So I was, that was to December, think, December. I was I like, oh man, what was the last? And I was like, is it was it long ago enough that it was to all the boys I've loved before? Because I actually Ooh. I liked that one. I thought it was cute, that's... and I didn't like the sequel. So yeah, I was gonna say that's. Uh, Enola Holmes is much more recent than that. But Enola Holmes was like super recent. Well, I did enjoy that. We're right. not counting the holiday. Well, it's not films, that recent right? at this point. It's, it's no, we're not because one. I enjoy all those. <laughs> so we're not. We're not counting the holiday films as long as we no, 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 right? no. Those are masterpieces. A question, like yeah, Mary, yeah. you know, we we in fact, in fact, they are listed as their own genre. It's Christmas comedy when you look on. <laughs> Obviously, uh, uh, Hillbilly Elegy was my favorite. <laughs> that was probably your favorite. Yeah. My favorite of the last. Yeah. God, I'm looking back. 2020 was not. It had to be twenty nine. And I think was was Ma Rainey on there? I mean, I know that wasn't the favorite either, but was oh, that Ma Rainey is one of theirs. It was Netflix? That was last year too. Ooh, you know, the, I think the last one I like truly, truly loved was Roma. I did like Roma, but it's also like, is that really a Netflix film, or is that a film that Netflix was smart enough to buy? I think yeah. that counts as. Netflix I guess. I guess for the purpose of the discussion, it's like okay, they they bought something that was good, right? Okay, cool. That's but thing, yeah. They also bought the Jungle Book. The oh, Andy Serkis one in I know. <laughs> Ooh. I know. Um, I'm looking at like 2019, and 2019 was because 2020 is this weird, you know, yeah, not not a year, but like 20, 2019 had two popes, which was fine. I actually didn't think it was 
it was good, but it wasn't. But it had Marriage Story, which I know some people are super gung ho on. I did not like it. It had uh, The Irishman. Oh, <laughs> Vomit. I liked yeah. Marriage Story fine, but I guess I wouldn't consider it. Oh, you liked the um, Dana didn't the animated one? Wasn't that Netflix? Which one? The Mitchells versus Machines. Oh yeah, but that's not like. Yeah, but I mean, you know, you liked it. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I don't know. I guess animation to me, it this is. This is hypocritical, but sometimes I put it in a different category. Yeah. Just because I do feel like they market it differently. You know, there's like, it's not the awards contenders. It's not the, you know, and there are plenty of animated films that I would rank much higher than live action for me. But, you know, I don't think, and also that project didn't originate at Netflix. Yeah. Is the other big thing. No, that makes sense though. I um I I think of it kind of similar. Like when I think of my top five favorite movies of all time or top 10, I don't even really consider the animated films that. Well, I I add some like because for me, Wally is a top ten of all time. You know? Yeah, and like, it there's no be. yeah. But I think when I start to think about the streaming ones, it becomes this weird thing, yeah. which is not oh god, Velvet oh, no. Buzzsaw. That was a terrible one. <laughs> well, and that's the whole. But but either way, the fact that we're having trouble recalling a single film this year when this is a studio who has well, a streaming service that has opened a studio now, who has dedicated to releasing a new film. Every, every single week. week. Yeah. And it's like, what does that tell you? That we can't even think of. I mean, it's not that I'm watching all of them, but I'm making no, the concentrated but out of like choice 50, not to. Out of 52 movies, I can't name one. Yeah. That's well, because I scroll back by and I'll see an original on there. I'll see, and I'm like, ooh, not watching that. So I'm still making conscious choices to not watch I, these sometimes. I mean, every week when we discuss what are we going to watch next week, you know, it's always yeah. like, well, always I guess a there's a Netflix film if we have to. <laughs> and then, you know, we do it and then we we don't recommend it. There's a bit of desperation in it, and I, yeah. which makes me really sad. And it's funny, I'm looking at, you know, the Wikipedia and it's it's broken down by, it's like, okay, list of all Netflix original films 2015 through 2017 is its own page because there are so few. And then by 2018, it just starts... relentlessly and you know i will say this and because all of this not trying to just totally bad mouth netflix and everything and you know their successes are many but i think you know there's something to be said about they're charging a certain certain dollar amount for subscriptions every month whatever and they're they're at least giving new content i wish it was better but they're giving people new stuff so that's i I appreciate that even though and (laughs) some of it is watchable and fun. I do think it when it's when it gets into like super serious ones yeah. that it it becomes this weird thing. Oh, Okja, that was a great. But that was 2017. Yeah, that was good though. It was good. That was a while ago. Though. Yeah. So there's so we're seeing there's been a there's been a sh- big shift since 2017. You know, like it kind of like once <laughs> they started, once they increased the the amount they were doing, it would kind of yeah. Right. And that's, but that's how the machine. That's how their but, machine works, right? It's just like yeah. we have to have constant content, which mm-hmm. means, of course. It's and not everything is going to be at the same quality level. That yeah. doesn't mean it's not somebody's favorite film out there, and that's totally fine. But I think the, going back to the A twenty four kind of uh, dilemma, at what point does A twenty four take on too many projects, or or yeah. at what point do we have to go? You know what? This is not. I don't know. I feel like there need to be like different. Like there's A twenty four horror, and then there's A twenty four other things. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, because no, because here's the thing. Yeah, on that note, it's like, because, yeah, that's how we got into it, just talking about they're tarnishing their own brand. If you come to me and you tell me today that, oh, there's this new A24 film, of course, I'm still immediately interested currently. Right. Yeah. Right? If you tell me it's on Netflix, it's on Hulu, it's on Amazon Prime, I, I will, I'm like, oh, great, I have those, I can check it out, but I don't mm-hmm. think, like, 
oh, well, that better be good. But if you tell me on it, it's on HBO, I still kind of feel, okay, it's probably decent. It's not that they always are. But mm-hmm. HBO, I think, has done a pretty good job of maintaining a certain quality for the most part of their brand. See, do you feel that way post HBO Max launch, though? It's a little more, it's a little more floodgates open since Max, but I think, I don't know. It's, I don't watch all of their stuff, but I have enjoyed more than a few of the Max originals that have happened uh, for sure. But I don't know. I, I think that like when I look at the, the kind of iconic series and things that they had and they're still trying to do, I, maybe there's not one that I'm like, that's new since Max that I think is like, wow, this is so amazing. That wasn't already going, I guess. But I don't know. I, they still have not been fully tarnished for me yet. It's still, it's still kind of, okay, I assume there's a certain level of, of uh, attention to or care here that will make this at least hopefully decent. Not always, but... Yeah, no, I, I just think for me it's the same thing as the Netflix original, the ones that they produced and back, and Netflix original like acquisition ones where HBO Max is in the same game. All the streaming services are in the same game of like, we need content, we need content. And so like, you can tell that some of the HBO original... That's the other thing. It's kind of confusing now, like what's an HBO Max original yeah. series and what's an HBO series. But some of it, it's like, like White Lotus, I thought was a truly spectacular TV show. But... You know, I don't know if it's a Max original or whatever it may be, but I agree in that it's something I have. But then there's stuff like, and I'm actually, I've really enjoyed the show, but like F-Boy Island, you know, which is maybe not in the same category and genre and all that type of stuff, but it's still in that originals, you know. Yeah. Well, and then they have the reality. I mean, I, have, I love Legendary and I, they have, I, I actually liked the Anna Kendrick one. I don't know. Oh, Love Life? But I thought that was fun. Um, yeah, I liked it. Not like, oh my God, this is the most amazing thing of all time, but I enjoyed it. Oh, it was fun. Yeah, or yeah. what's the one with the girl from How I Met Your Mother? Um, well, and then I Ray thought... Romano. Oh, um... It was about, like, a tech yeah. company. It hit close to home. I didn't like it, but I liked it. I actually really liked it. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about, and I can't think of it right now. Made for Love. Yeah, so I said, yeah, I enjoyed that. I really loved Star- Starstruck. Yes, yes, really loved that one. Yeah, and then I don't think either of you ended up going on to finish it, but Marriage Story was good. You know, I mean, I'm sorry just like comparing it to marriage story, but um, scenes from marriage. Oh, scenes from marriage. Yeah, really, it was really it. well, was really well, like the whole, all the way through. I didn't love the finale as much, but it was really well put together and just like a masterful, like the way it was crafted. And so it was like, Hey, this is like a really good quality. I see that for HBO, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So. It just, it, I, it seemed depressing and I didn't want it. Oh, it is. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> no moment the of like, yeah, there's no moment of smiling unless you like right. full frontal and you might smile at that. Is it Oscar Isaac's full frontal? Because <laughs> I, I, I might smile at that. Well, well, oh my God, they both do? Okay, well, I might just finish it. No, well, I was going to say, on just a little stupid side note, but I was telling Jackie over the weekend, but I was like, I watched The View, you know, and I saw them on The View. And uh-huh. they, of course, they asked Oscar Isaac's about his full frontal. <laughs> and he was like, oh, yeah, I didn't know that was going to be in there, but like, whatever. Because, you know, whatever, you don't know what's going to make it in or not. And then I guess Jessica said that she's like, yeah, no, there was a. They asked me about if I was okay with this amount of nudity, that amount. Like she's just getting out of a shower and you kind of see her. Uh-huh. But she was like, yeah, I'm fine with whatever. But whatever you show on me, you have to show on Oscar. <laughs> so like, I, like, I right, appreciate that. Love I love that. Keep it, keep yeah. it equal, you know? But anyway, it's just funny. <laughs> I am not going to lie. Just to bring this back to Lamb for a minute. <laughs> I, was, I was very confused by like the, the sheep anatomy. <laughs> Because like oh, the, I didn't, yeah. it took me it, did, it took me a while to realize that like the baby lamb one had hand. one human hand, which creeped me out, and then one like hoof. But then Ram Man seemed like just a head on a very naked body, and I was like, "What's happening here? How do the parts work together?" 
<laughs> well, and then I had other questions where I was like, with Ram, again, all these questions that came up, but with Ram Man, what, what do you think, I don't want to know, I guess, but what do you think would be born if he had sex with a human? Oh, that's a great question. You know what I mean? Like, it was, was very, this, he still gave birth to like, she still gave birth to a half sheep, half, half lamb, half baby, and he's yeah. half, half. But if you look at DNA, I'm thinking like, okay, that then this yeah, one's even I don't less, know. I don't think it made know? sense to be honest. Well, well, maybe, maybe like because lamb really was a quarter human. Yeah, but the whole right. head, you know, the whole head, and then the one thing the arm, we don't know yeah. what we don't know what the the foot situation was. No, we do actually because we, we do, see yeah. the feet. Yeah, yeah. So, right, yeah. So maybe we, you know, maybe that is the equivalent of a quarter of the person. It's just distributed but, diagonally across the upper but, torso. I didn't Ram Man have full on arms with him? Yeah, no, so Ram Man was just a head like plopped on onto... so like this thing had more sheep DNA than he had. Oh, that's but, true. So it would have been full sheep mother, but oh, I don't know what Ram's, I don't, we don't know Ram Man's past. So, but again, this is all just <laughs> <laughs> we need to know his past. How did, because right. how did he come to be? See, this movie just this doesn't happen? deserve this, you guys. It yeah. doesn't, it doesn't deserve but, it. I know. Uh, it made me wonder is there something, is there lore in like Iceland yeah, or something? I was gonna that say, this is this a thing? Them. that we don't have the context yeah. for is this like yeah. us with like a bigfoot story or something but it's for them it's like this is they get they, yeah. they know who that it's like, guy of is. course ram man you yeah. know it's ram man. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's you know? roaming the field so don't quite know the point of it but maybe yeah. it makes a, a smudge of more sense to them yeah that that's we can hope for them or someone anyone Maybe new, that's why Numi did it. She was like, oh, I have to make a movie about Ram Man. Yeah. Oh my God, you know Ram Man? <laughs> She's like, I got it. I just have to. I was also trying to figure out what they were speaking. Because technically they... Yeah. yeah. I mean, she's she's Swedish. I yeah. Mean, I assume they were speaking Icelandic. I, I, yeah, I guess I assumed because they were in Iceland, but I don't know. I was like, good for her. For it's, I mean, it all kind of yeah. sounds <laughs> Yeah. To the untrained, which is me. Yes. Anyway, the fact is, I, there was a tangent back from Ram. <laughs> but still, these are the questions I have after watching this film. These are the questions. <laughs> it's almost, you know? I can't tell if it's better or worse than a Netflix original film. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's, it might have fit well there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it felt it, like we, you know, it, it felt very intentionally made and like, it's not like, you know, the way they, yeah, yeah, I, wasn't, I mean, for the amount of that doesn't happen in the film, I also wasn't like the most bored person of all time. I was kind of because I kept waiting for something to happen that would be interesting, but I wasn't like wanting to die the whole time. But but do so you think like, you okay. were waiting because it was an A twenty four film and you expected more of it? Yeah, <laughs> maybe like, there it has well to be something that yeah. made the buyers go that we will distribute that. It very well may be that. I will say though, years ago, the first time they really disappointed me it was at ArcLight with my sister, and we went to go see it. Comes at night. Had Joel Edgerton, A24. It's like A24, Joel Edgerton. This is match made in heaven. Nothing came at night. I don't understand. <laughs> Not nothing even Ram Man? Ram Man didn't make a <laughs> Maybe it was a prequel and they just didn't show him. But nothing even came at night. But they were all in this house. And it was supposed to be scary, but nothing was scary. And I, I wanted to die while I was watching it. But <laughs> Yikes. we came out and we're just like, we were so, we still talk about it to this day's friends. We were just like, oh God. But anyway, the whole point is, I think that this was constructed in a way that flowed nicely enough to where I was like, okay, I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for something to, to happen and, and be like, a, oh, wow moment. So I wasn't dying watching. However, on a rewatch, never, I would never, wouldn't do it. I'm looking but at I, all of A24's you know. films and I'm like, ooh, there actually are a lot in here that, uh, not in a bad groups. way, but, that, but not just, or just like we don't, they don't register on the radar. Yeah. Well, there's some turds. There's some that don't register, but I think it's, 
you you nail, you nail on the head there with the the horror thing that it's I see all the horror branded things they do mm-hmm. that that are advertised to me anyway, and most times besides it it comes at night or they come at night or whatever it is. Besides that one and now this, I typically like them. Right for me, it's like oh, I will see your super art house. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I do do those also, but I know there are more of them. For me, I, I I only do the, that. Yeah, side you of stick. It. You stick more to that side. Yeah. But I, even even on that side of it, there have been some recently that are testing my patience on it. Like I I know this one is popular amongst many people, but like the lighthouse for me. Yes, yeah, see, I love. That. Of course, you did. That was like one of my faves in 2019. But I, but I was like, what the fuck is going? on? You want to talk about like animal actors? The seagull in it was the best. <laughs> R.I.P. I mean, I love that. Yeah. But, but also hmm. disgusting. <laughs> yes. Yes, very. All right. Well, uh, an unexpected week. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> a different a different kind of week. But I a do. A different kind of week. Yeah. yeah. I recommend I'm glad one. you both I like Soho. Like, I, I had a feeling you would, but I didn't know where you ranked on, like, the Edgar Wright spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Please. No, I'm very, I was very pleasantly surprised, I guess, mm-hmm. that I loved it as much as I did. Well, excellent. Thank you both. Thank you. Thank you, as per usual, to Jackie and Matt, and now a couple of follow-up points. So the specters in Last Night in Soho reminded me of the silence from Doctor Who. They're an alien race. They have that sort of melty face look, but the specters in Last Night in Soho are a blurrier version of that. And then for Lamb, it turns out Numi Rapace is Swedish, but she grew up in Iceland, which probably explains why she agreed to do the film and how the film is in the Icelandic language. And then according to an interview with the LA Times, the part of Ram Man is just maybe semi-inspired by a dream the director had when he was a kid and the dream had rams with big horns in it. It is not based on a myth. There's no Icelandic folklore that we are missing out on that tells the story of Ram Man who will come and impregnate your sheep at the... Anyway, there is no greater story than that. It is just this man imagination and then also apparently the biggest diva on set was the cat actor so there you go that has been it for this episode thank you so much for listening if you enjoyed it we would love it if you could leave us a rating or review or even consider subscribing